Welcome to the podcast version of The Promise of Shakunahe, an experimental serial novel published only on the digital spaces and found at its website base, bluesmokymountains.com. This is episode three of the podcast's third season and includes from the novel Acts 155 and 156. You can follow along at bluesmokymountains.com. You can also support this podcast with a gift at the link you will find on the podcast homepage. In our last episode, Tempucci and his peace troop and trading party, having been captured by the Spanish along the shores of the northern Gulf of Mexico and taken to the Spanish commander General Galvez, were transported by British diplomatic envoy Colonel Dixon to the British Fort George, where they met the British high military commander and the British governor, who recognized Tempucci by his English name, Sam Story. Tempucci was told he would be handed over for what was called safekeeping to traitor William Panton, with whom he had had dealings in the past. In this episode, Tempucci ponders the world in which he finds himself and his place in it. Tempucci knew he could never really understand the Yonega, even though his own blood ran with Yonega blood. He could not decide if they were to be admired or feared or avoided or hated. They seemed to exist in a series of contradictions, much like some creatures of the forest who hold properties of both animals and birds, or of both birds and people. The animals who carry characteristics of two different kinds of creatures are not to be trusted. Somewhere deep inside, they hold a deep, dark, evil secret. It seems the same with Yonega. The way they speak, eat, and dress leads one to believe they are good, ordered people who hold great respect for the natural order of the world. But the way they act toward others of their own kind and the way in which they conduct their affairs leads one to believe they are evil after all, confused about the values of life and seek only to make themselves comfortable at the expense of others and the world. In many lands, particularly his own and those of Creek and Choctaw cousins, the Yonega had come to be admired, respected, often emulated. Many Creek and Choctaw and even some of his own people have begun to dress like them, seek them out to learn of their ways. Tempucci knew in his deepest places the Yonega were not going away. He knew they will always be part of the world for his people. He knew that from the time he first saw them. What to do with that reality is what haunts his dreams. He moved between periods of despair, embarrassment, and even pride in his own Yonega blood. Long ago, he realized the value it held for dealing with those people. They seemed to respect him more, show greater deference to him once they discovered his true father was a Yonega trader. They seemed more inclined to take him into their confidence, treat him more like an equal. Even among his own people, his birth made him stand out, and he had to admit, above everyone else. That itself was a paradox, a contradiction that at once delighted and scared him. He often wondered if Rising Fawn would have been his to love without the obvious difference from the other boys. 
There was, he also had to admit, something dark and foreboding about all this. Yonega blood. Something he could not, even after all these years, explain. It frightened him. And it also made him think of Cornstalk, his brother, his full-blooded Chalagi brother. Where is he, he thought. Is he dead? Was his demise somehow connected to his own contradictory feelings replaying in his mind? Was Cornstalk's life directly affected by the, ri- the arrival of his own? The one solid part of his thoughts, the one aspect of his sometimes confusing life which kept him strong, was the pledge he made to Eufala, the only real father he had ever known. Just as the keel on his trading boat kept the boat moving forward and straight, so his pledge to Eufala kept Tempuchi on a straight and narrow course. The thought of his boat shook Tempuchi from his daydream. It was burned by the Yonega soldiers. How would he and his men ever start toward the return trail to his own land? They appeared to be at the mercy of the Yonega until their war was over. They could not leave the settlement on their own. That would be foolish, even if possible. Now that he knew the Creeks and Choctaw were fighting for the British, Tempucci also knew his men would never stand a chance by trying to get away. They were here and would have to make the best of it, use the experience to learn more about the curious ways of Yonega and the ways in which they battle.